NHSN Vaccine Data Entry, a conversation with Penny Imes. So on today's episode, we're talking with Penny Imes from our Quality Insights team. Penny Imes is a quality improvement specialist at Quality Insights. She started her nursing career in acute care before moving into long-term care. Her positions in long-term care have included staff development, a dementia unit manager, registered nurse assessment coordinator, and a director of nursing. She found the perfect combination for her at Quality Insights, where she's able to work in quality improvement with long-term care nursing homes. So welcome, Penny, and thank you for joining us today to talk about nursing home data entry in the National Healthcare Safety Network, more commonly referred to as NHSN, amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you, Mitzi. I'm really happy to be able to be here today. Well, Penny, before we get started, um, can you give us a brief understanding of the nature of NHSN reporting amid the pandemic and some of the main challenges that long-term care facilities are encountering right now? Yes, essentially NHSN reporting for COVID-19. NHSN is a national database, so we were able to be track those um, COVID infections, deaths, um, supplies such as testing kits, PPE, and any issues related to those. And now we're at the point where we're able to um, track vaccinations and boosters. And I know that, especially for nursing homes in Pennsylvania, one of the challenges that they had was that they do already do um, a lot of reporting into the state database. In fact, we're one of the few states that actually has that extensive of reporting into a state database. And unfortunately, what happened was that the state systems aren't necessarily able to interface with NHSN. And so, you know, you had that double reporting. But I think, you know, it's it's really important to think about the fact that having building that national database will help us to be able to learn from this so that wish it wasn't going to happen, but just in case anything like this would happen in the future, we have something nationally that we can look at that I think would help us all be better prepared. And I know NHSN did take some learning to access and navigate for nursing homes and all while they were dealing with COVID outbreaks. So I do believe nursing home staff deserve a lot of praise for what they've learned and done over the last two years. Um, So that challenge of, you know, the multiple reporting. And then another challenge was understanding when to report. The way that the weekly reporting is set up in NHSN is that it's a calendar week but the standard week is Monday through Sunday, which is a little unusual for most people. Generally, you think of a week as Sunday through Saturday. So the week for reporting into NHSN though is Monday through Sunday so that they're able to pull that data then Monday each Monday morning for the week before. So if you're looking at say the vaccination data would have run from the week of Monday the 7th through Sunday the 13th and Where the challenge comes in is that you are able to report for both during that week and also you can report for that week the following week. 
So that gets a little confusing um, until nursing homes are able to set up some kind of system. So if, if you report every Thursday, you do have the option of for, for the week of February 7th through the 13th, you could report on Thursday, February 10th, or for that week, you could report on Thursday, February 17th. So it's important just to get your um, routine, know when to report because you can actually update your data at any time. So if you're reporting during the week, say you report Thursday the 10th, you can then update that data um, so that then it, it is completely accurate if you happen to do your reporting that same week. But as I said, then you also have the option of doing it the following week. So I think it's just a matter of nursing homes finding the routine and, and working out what works best for them. And then, you know, those challenges with navigating the system and understanding some of that language. I think when we talk about cumulative data and what that means with the weekly reporting, that can be more of a challenge for, for some nursing homes. Right. Um, and Penny, are the COVID-19 vaccination data reporting requirements for long-term care facilities, are they only applicable to skilled nursing facilities or are other types of facilities such as assisted living and continuing care retirement communities, are they required to report COVID-19 vaccination data for residents and healthcare personnel as well? At this time, it's only for skilled nursing facilities to report the COVID-19 vaccination data. In fact, CDC just had a webinar last week to go over some updates to NHSN, and they confirmed on the webinar that this is still the case, that the COVID-19 vaccination reporting is for skilled nursing facilities. Okay. Um, what level of uh, SAMS access or secure access management service access do long-term care facilities need to report COVID-19 vaccination data through NHSN? Well, currently long-term care facilities can access the vaccination modules with what we call level one SAMS access. Um, however, the level one was really an interim measure that gives you limited access to the entire NHSN application. And the reason that we have the level one and level one is when you apply to SAMS and you get, you have your login, which is generally your email, and then you create a password. And so that's level one where you can report, you can access SAMS and report your, your data with just that um, ID and password. Um, level three is when you get the SAMS grid card. So you go through an identity proofing process and you get the SAMS grid card. And the reason the difference between the two is that data security. So level three actually provides you a more secure data upload. And that's why with the level three, you're able to pull off reports and do some point of contact testing that you can't do with level one. And even though, as I said, you can absolutely do your reporting with a level one, NHSN is encouraging um, in nursing homes to have their staff get the level three grade cards, go through that process. And that is, you know, through SAMS, uh, at samshelp at cdc.gov. And of course, all that information um, is available to everyone. Um, we'll make sure that our website includes any um, website links that you need. 
And um, there is also a toll-free number that you can call. And they're encouraging everyone to get their level three so that you can actually access the really great reports that are, are part of um, the, the data entry that you're doing. Um, and also the other thing with that is that the, um, with the, with, I wanna mention that every nursing home should try to have at least one person with a level three um, grid card if they can, but you should definitely have a backup person for your NHS and data entry. Uh, I think most nursing homes do now, but I really, really want to encourage you to have that if you don't, and even have that second backup, because I've had a lot of situations with nursing homes that I work with that they have a user, and if they don't have a backup user and the person entering the data has to be off unexpectedly, they have nobody in place to enter the data. And then occasionally you can have someone who enters the data with a backup user and then things can happen where you don't have either of them available and then having that second backup user. So a, a backup user and a second backup user is actually a really good practice. So I would encourage um, all nursing homes to make sure that they definitely look into having those backup users. Okay. Um, you had mentioned that one of the issues that long-term care facilities have encountered is having a clear understanding of what cumulative means throughout the reporting process. Can you provide some clarity on that? Yes, and where that confusion sometimes came in is when you're reporting into the database, you report the total number of individuals that are at that facility for at least one day that week. So then of those individuals, you report the number who have ever received the COVID vaccine either at your facility or elsewhere since December of 2020 when the vaccine became available. So I think there with cumulative, you're not, you're not limiting the reporting to just the individuals who were vaccinated that week. You have to report the cumulative total of all individuals who have ever been vaccinated to date that are counted in your total numbers for that week. And another issue that we know long-term care facilities have been facing is how to accurately document boosters. Can you give us some information on how to better understand that process? Yeah, and that's something we've been working, the QIO has been working with nursing homes and trying to help them increase their resident booster vaccine rates. And we've what we've found is that a lot of nursing homes were doing the clinics and they were giving the boosters, but in NHSN, it looked like they had 0% or 5% or whatever because they weren't accurately um, putting the data in. So I think we, if we can pull up a screen, I have a screenshot of that section in NHSN and it's the screenshot's not perfect, but I, for this, I was afraid that if I tried to to pull up NHSN, we could have technical difficulties. So the screenshot is, um, is, is the best option that we have right now. The other thing that happened in the meantime that I have to let everybody know about who's, who's looking at the screenshot is that the um, NHSN webinar last week, CDC let us know that they are actually changing 
this screen. Um, this form, they're going to actually do away with number four and number five will become number four. And I'll, I'll keep speaking to that as I go through um, the data entry. Unfortunately, we're having our webinar today and the changes aren't gonna happen till tomorrow. So I don't have, the, the screen is still showing when you go into NHSN as of today, this is, you're still seeing what I'm going to talk about, um, but that is supposed to change. And the, the two reasons why NHSN, why CDC said about getting rid of number four is they feel that at this point, simplifying the form by eliminating um, a, a question that they don't feel is necessary will help to simplify the form and make reporting easier. And they also believe that we're really at a point where for most residents, they are far enough along that they are actually eligible to receive their booster dose now because they're five months past the um, Moderna or and Pfizer or two months past the J&J um, or Janssen. And, and that I think believe that is the case for most residents because if you remember residents were mostly willing to go ahead and get their vaccines um, early as soon as they were available. So, and we found that to be the case in the majority of nursing homes. So when you're looking at NHSN to do that COVID-19 vaccine reporting for residents, the screen that you'll see in NHSN, and I know those who will be listening to this um, are probably those who, who do the NHSN reporting. So I'm sure you're very familiar with the screen, but when you pull it up in NHSN, number one is there, your number of residents that are staying in your facility at least one day that week during data collection. So that's where you, know, you put in for this week that I'm doing my reporting, um, say I have 50 residents. So number one is whatever number of residents you're reporting in the facility that week. Then when you look at number two, where it says cumulative number of residents in question one who have received COVID-19 vaccine at this facility or elsewhere since December, 2020, it says cumulative number, but what you have to remember again is that cumulative number is the cumulative number of residents mentioned in question number one. So if you have 50 residents reported in number one, then your cumulative number who got the vaccine cannot go over 50. Um, and I know where it gets confusing and, and what you don't see on a screenshot, but you do see in NHSN is say I had I had reported 50 residents and 45 of them had uh, completed the vaccine series. Whenever I click on number two to be able to bring up, um, put in that 45, it gives you the option of you have to choose the manufacturer. So uh, in number two, when you click on that, you have to choose uh, for those vaccinations, how many got Pfizer, how many got Moderna, how many got Janssen, or how many got a non-known or unspecified. So, and I know that confused a lot of people that I worked with because they got to the point where it's like they, they knew they had 45 who received the vaccine series, but then when they were trying to input that data and they had to choose which, which vaccine those people got, sometimes the numbers would get a little bit confusing. 
So if 45 is your number that you want for, for question number two, then whenever you are looking at which manufacturer, which vaccine they got, those have to somehow, those numbers that are like 2.1, 2.2, they have to add up to the 45. So let's say for us out of that 45 residents who actually completed their vaccine series, um, 40 of them got Pfizer and five of them got the Moderna. So you would put in for Pfizer 40, then go down and click on number three, and then it will let you go back again and put in this, the next five who got Moderna. So then that allows you then to move on to number three and you have your 45 out of 50 got the vaccine series, the whole series. Then number three is where you can put in, if any of those 50 had, um, because again, that's the cumulative number of residents in question one with other conditions. So out of the 50 residents in number one, did any of them have medical contraindications where they offered but declined or is their vaccination status unknown? So you put that in. And of course, if, for, if you have 50 that week, 45 got the vaccine, then there should only be five that might, it, they, it was either a contraindication, offered but declined or unknown vaccination status. So just, you know, it's kind of re remembering the main, main numbers that you're working with. And then that will help you a little bit not get confused as you're clicking on each one. And now what will be nicer is, you know, on our screenshot, it shows we have number four. And what number four looked at was, well, out of those number of residents in question number two. So for example, those 45 that we mentioned in question number two, how many of them would have been eligible to receive their additional dose? And so you had to look at eligibility when you were doing that. Now that they're going to take number four away and just assume all, all those residents were eligible, um, number five will become number four. So then what, what will happen with, with that question that will then be question number four is it will say cumulative number of residents in question two who have received an additional dose or booster of COVID-19 at this facility or elsewhere since August um, 23rd, 2021. So then what you're looking at is for number, what's number five, but will be number four, you're looking at that total number of um, residents that you mentioned in number two, which is 45. So out of those 45, how many of them got that additional dose, dose or booster? Um, let's say 40 did. So you, you know that your cumulative number is 40. Well, again, when you click on this to put that 40 in there, it's going to ask you which manufacturer, which vaccine they got. So let's say, you know, you know your cumulative number is 40. So you have to look at, well, out of those 40 who got their booster dose, how many got the Moderna, how many got the Pfizer, or how many might have gotten um, an, an unspecified um, and so you put those numbers in there, but those, each of those subcategories under what will be question four should add up to your 40, um, cumulative. And <laughs> I, I know, I, I really do believe that if you, you, if you're the person doing the reporting into NHSN, that's probably a little more clear for you. I think where a lot of people that I work 
with they they were trying to put in cumulative number overall and they weren't referring back to the fact that well number two refers to question number one and question number five which is now number four only refers to those in question number two so once we were able to go through that and and then look at that um with each person it became a little bit more clear on on how to to fill complete the form plus cdc does have and again that will be that's on in the cdc website um they have some really nice data tracking worksheets and i would highly recommend that you pull them out and use them because it allows you to track your residents track when they have their vaccinations what the manufacturer was so which vaccine pfizer moderna j and j um and then eligible you know so then you can see the date for when they had it then when they're eligible to have their booster and just having that tracking worksheet and, and an ongoing tracking will help you a lot when you go in to do your NHSN reporting. Um, so the last thing I want to say about that too is please, for anyone who's listening to this, if you're trying to do this reporting and it, your numbers still aren't coming out right and you're getting errors, please feel free to reach out to me um, to go through this process with you. You can contact me. We'll go through the process. We'll, we'll look together because I can get into NHSN on test facility at the same time that you're doing your NHSN data reporting. So we can look at that together, make sure that you're doing it correctly. And then if we find that you are doing it correctly and you're still getting data errors, then I'll recommend that you contact NHSN because they do have sometimes have system glitches. Um, and so if they do, you know, if we're going through it together, instead of you wasting time trying to figure out what you're doing wrong, we'll go through it together. We'll figure out if it looks like you're inputting it correctly. And then at that time, um, if it's if it's if you are putting your data incorrectly and it turns out to be that it's a glitch in the system, then we'll contact have you contact NHSN. All right, thanks, Penny. Um, next question. So which residents and healthcare personnel are eligible for an additional dose or booster dose at this time? And that is those who um, completed, and, and this was recently changed, those who completed Moderna or Pfizer series five months ago. It had been six months, but they changed that to five months after doing further research. And then if they had that single dose J&J or Janssen vaccine, um, two months after receiving that vaccine, you can have your booster dose. Um, what about how should facilities report residents who have been discharged from the facility? So when you're um, when you're looking at for the week, any resident who has occupied a bed at your facility for at least one day, which is is counted twenty four hours, is considered one one day during that week, you would include that person. So if you have a resident who during the reporting week, they were at your facility for two days and then they were discharged, you would include the resident for that reporting week. And then the subsequent reporting weeks, you would remove that resident from the, the total amount. And, and how about um, vendors and outside contractors? How do you appropriately document those people? Yes, when I was on the NHSN webinar last week, that question actually came up on that. Um, there was a little bit of confusion 
And if a vendor is providing care, treatment, or services, they would go under other contract personnel category, but you only count them if they're actually working in the facility on a regular, which is considered a weekly basis, whether they have clinical responsibility or patient contact. But the key there is that they have to physically come into the building. So if you would have a van driver who makes deliveries on a routine basis, but they don't come into your building, you would not count those people. And uh, before we go, um, if a pharmacy has conducted COVID-19 vaccination clinics at their facility, does the pharmacy report the vaccination data to NHSN or does the facility report the data? No, pharmacies and other vaccinating organizations such as um, community health centers or whatever, they're not uh, reporting COVID-19 vaccination data into NHSN. And that's why it's really important for long-term care facilities to make sure that they're reporting their data. Um, well, Penny, I just want to thank you for taking time to provide your insight for us today. Uh, a lot of good information was covered and we just appreciate your time. Well, thank you. And like I said, um, nursing home staff have faced a lot over the last two years. And the fact that you've been able to work through this COVID pandemic where there was constant changes, constant regulation changes, um, trying to keep up with everything that you had to do, and you still learned how to report into this database and um, went through all those growing pains, I think you deserve a lot of praise and credit for everything that you've done over the last two years. And, and I know we as an organization want to recognize the nursing homes that we work with. All right. Um, and if you want to reach out to Penny directly, you can call Quality Insights at 1-800-642-8686 and enter extension 7644. You can also contact Penny through email at P-I-M-E-S at qualityinsights.org. And lastly, I just want to say thank you to our listeners. Um, you can check out our other interviews by visiting our website at www.qualityinsights.org forward slash QIN underscore blogs and pods.